Hi, it's Beth here. It's, um, oh, it's, you know, I'm 65, over 65 now, still talking. Episode 190, February 5th, 2021. I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about Anna, my old buddy Anna. You know, my 30 years older than me, buddy. Kind of showed me the way to get old. And um, she was really just one in a million. And I used to think she was so old. And now, when she was 84, that just seems around the corner. Like these last uh, nine years since she's been gone, I've really aged. I've gone from my 50s to my mid-late 60s. And I can see it all. I can see how she felt. I understand more of what she was feeling. And I wish I could talk to her the way I am now, because I used to think she was so cute. And I think younger women do that. And so fun. But really, she was just, she was just herself. And she was normal. And she was lovely. And I could introduce her through David. And one day she started talking to us about Weatherford. Her she was born in 23 and her father suffered greatly during the depression lost his house in Dallas lost everything and had to bring his wife and children to Weatherford to live with the grandmother and also help his sister so he was like he needed to get enough money for three families so he went back to Dallas and he rented half a room and worked and worked every single day He'd come home for one day every month. But Anna said her years in Weatherford were the best of her childhood. She loved every second. Weatherford was an enchanted little town. And one of the best parts of it was her best friend, V. V was the richest little girl in town, but the sweetest little girl in town. And they were in the same class. And they just locked eyes and they decided to be best friends from that second on. And they were. They did everything together, except for dance class. Anna's mother couldn't afford it. And there were 10 girls in the class and seven of them had to drop out because their fathers couldn't afford it during the depression. So Anna's mother started a little dance class in the front hallway of her house. She got dance books, instruction manuals from the from the library. They used the music that she had in her home that wasn't even ballet music. They were doing ballet to um, just, you know, whoever was the star in, in the 20s. I guess Rudy Valley. They were dancing ballet to Rudy Valley and just having the time of their lives. But V was the one. She talked more and more and more about V to the point where David said to me afterwards, we're going to go take Anna to see V. I was like, yeah. She'd seen her 40 years before. One time, I mean, she left when she was at uh, 13. So that was 70 years ago. But she, but Anna and Robert went to go visit V and her husband, 40 years previously when she was still a young married woman so we were like yeah they haven't seen each other in 40 years David calls up V V's excited when can you come we set it up 
It's a four and a half hour drive to Weatherford, the entire drive. We're hearing so many great stories. Anna is on fire. She's so excited. The best story was her birth. She was born on Halloween in in a little beautiful area of Dallas. Lovely neighborhood. Beautiful. And so the mother comes down the stairs. The kids have their Halloween costumes on, but the mother comes down, down the stairs, falls on the ground. She's having the baby. Father sends the little boys back upstairs, two little boys, and to their room. And the father has to deliver the baby. People are coming to the door, knock, knock, trick or treat. Nobody's answering the door, but everybody hears screams from inside this house. A neighbor calls the police. The police arrive, and the baby is in the father's arms. They thought it was a murder, but it was a birth. The father was so traumatized by this, they were told never to speak of it. And when Anna's mother got pregnant with her little sister, the father dropped the mother off at the hospital 10 days before the due date. And he just looked at her and he said, I don't care how much it costs, don't argue with me. So she had to spend 10 days in the hospital just waiting for the baby so that the baby wouldn't be born at home. Stories like that, we've just laughed and laughed. Stories about Weatherford and all the people in the town. She remembered everything. So we take a little drive, just like 10 minutes extra, so she can show us where she lived and the courthouse and the school and where everything was. And lots of things were still there. That's what Weatherford's like. It's kind of captured in time. And it's a very pretty town. And so we get up to V's house. V comes outside just as just a tiny little thing, really energetic, and gives Anna a big hug. And all of a sudden, Anna just gets a little quiet. So we go in the house, and Anna says, may I freshen up? V says, of course. And David and I go into the, we're having lunch on the patio, which is what Southern people do. And it was perfect. Iced tea, sweet, everything. It was, it's like the South. There are sections of Texas that are like the South, and this is one of them. Very gracious. So, but five minutes go by, and Anna's not coming back. So, and she'd fallen twice before and broken her hip, but survived it. So I was like, oh gosh, I should have gone with her. I go looking for her. She's not in the bathroom. And I'm like, Anna, Anna, she doesn't, no response. I finally opened this door to a guest room, and there she is. And she points to the floor. And she says, this is where I threw up. I look on the floor. I'm like, there's nothing here. You didn't throw up. She said, no, this is where I threw up 40 years ago. I remember it now. I remember. I'm like, okay. She said, I'm so embarrassed. I said, why? She said, because I had had three glasses of wine. I just, I just, I'm terrible drunk. I said, you're not. You never drink. You, you're an amateur. Terrible drunks, make it to the bathroom. Take it from me. I'm a professional. This is, 
This is not what happened. This is this was just a one-off. Don't worry. It's not a problem. She said, I didn't remember till this very minute. I am so embarrassed. I'm like, Anna, we've been gone for 10 minutes. We have to go back and we'll have lunch and then we'll talk about this later. She's like, okay. We walk back. She is silent at lunch. Just not even herself. Lunch is over in 20 minutes. It was not, it was just odd. And so David goes, well, this is wonderful. We got through lunch so quickly. Now we can go to Chander Garden. That's why I'm playing garden music. This was actually garden music on the internet. Who knew? So I'm like, okay. I say, Anna, don't you need to freshen up? She says, yes. We go to the restroom and I say, uh, what's the matter? She said, I, I never, I did not remember this, but I know what happened. And I don't know what to do. I said, well, talk to V. Ask her. She said, I'm so embarrassed. I said, no, don't be. She's your friend. I can tell from looking at her. She'll, if she knows anything about this, she's going to tell you. I said, please give her a chance. So we go over to Candor Garden. And I find this little tiny ice cream table with two chairs on it. And I said, you two should sit here. I need to show David something. They're like, well, okay. So David and I run off. I tell David what happened. We're staring at them like bird watchers from behind a bush. And the conversation starts out kind of rocky. And then all of a sudden, peals of laughter, hands banging on the table. Anna must have told her, I said, And they just laughed and laughed and talked and talked. It was such a relief. And David and I didn't come back. We just left them alone. Finally, we really had to go because it's four and a half hours back to town and traffic and all that. So we break them up, tell the thank you. We drop her back at her house, go inside, wash her hands, get ready for the road. And Anna and V are hugging. They're making plans to see each other again. They're going to talk on the phone. It's like the sweetest thing you've ever seen. Two 84-year-olds, when they were on that bench, when that, that little ice cream table, David and I looked at each other and we were like, they look like schoolgirls. Their faces, they were young, they were happy, They laughed and laughed and laughed. It was wonderful. So we get back in the car and I say, what happened? I told David everything. What happened? She goes, it started out and I said, I really feel that this happened, but I'm not sure. I think I threw up in your guest room and I am so sorry. And V goes, oh, that... She said, I said, did did Robert find out about it? Because I'm so embarrassed. She said, no, you asked me to make sure Robert didn't find out about it. So what I did was put you in your pajamas, clean the floor, went back to the guys. They hadn't missed me for a second. And I told them, 
after another half an hour of them talking and drinking and having a good time, I told them that you had vertigo. She was like, vertigo? And that it was stress-related. And that we, we all needed to be kind to you. Or it would keep happening. And Robert would never get back to his job. So Robert, here's what you do. This is what I said. You go in that bedroom and you don't turn the light on. And you just go to sleep. And we're not having breakfast till 9.30 in the morning. You let her sleep off the vertigo. And we can't talk about it. Because if we talk about it, she could have a recurrence. That's how vertigo is. We're never speaking of it. Never. Robert said, never? She said, never. Unless you want it to reoccur. Unless you don't want to get back to your job. And that's one thing Robert wanted to do. He wanted to get back to his job. Always. Anna looked at V. She couldn't believe it. She said, thank you. She said it was nothing. You would have done the same thing for me. That's what best friends are for. And I said, I really didn't remember. He said, I never wanted you to remember. There's nothing to remember. And she said, well, I'm glad, I'm glad I confessed. And V said, listen, if we're going to have confessions, I've got a confession for you. She said, when you came to my school and your mother dressed you in those beautiful clothes from New Orleans, which is where the mother was from, and those big, fat silk bows, satin bows in your hair, you were the talk of the town. And she said, I was so jealous of you. And I wanted to be in your dance class so badly. And my mother wouldn't let me stop. Everything you did was more fun. You knew how to have fun. And that's one thing my mother didn't know how to do. And your mother was wonderful and fun. That's why we were always at your house. And Anna said, I thought we were always at my house because your house was perfect. She said, no. My housekeeper would have loved us to mess it up so she'd have something to do. I wanted to be with you at your house with your mother. And I was jealous. And I think you knew that. And Anna said, I just thought I was always doing something wrong. And then that's when they really hugged. That's when they put their hands together. And that's when they declared their, their friendship for each other to death. Just to be in each other's friendship again. And they weren't talking about all the old friends, everything that happened. They knew every story. She never left she never left her mother's home. Her father, mo- her husband moved into that home. She lived and breathed Weatherford and all their adventures, everything they did. Anna told us every single story, four and a half hours all the way home. She was so happy. I'm so glad we did that. And I think if she'd had a bucket list, that would have been at the top of her bucket list. And we did it. And she said, I want you to tell everybody the story. People need to ask. 
If you find out something and you're confused and you don't know what happened, you need to trust people and you need to ask them. Because if you do, maybe you're going to get what I got today, which was my friend back. So that was Anna. And we came back. Five days later, she was at choir practice, which she loved. I mean, her children got big letters, a huge choir book for her with huge letters so she could still stay in the choir. She was leaving choir. She fell down. She broke her hip again, but this time it was over. It was the end. But she reconnected with V, and she was sky high from it. I dropped in a couple of days after our trip before her choir practice and she was still talking about it. Just sometimes, sometimes you get something right. Sometimes you do something right. David was right. We needed to get her back to Weatherford and we got her back in the nick of time. We were going to postpone the trip. And he said, no, let's just keep the date. Let's just go. Even though it's complicated, let's just do it. And he was right. Sometimes you just have to not let anything get in your way. I had no premonition that we were running out of time and it looked like she could go for another 10 years. But there we were and the timing was perfect. So I just woke up this morning and I was so grateful that, you know, you gotta sometimes look at, I mean, it's gonna make me cry. Sometimes you just have to look at some of the things you did right. Some of the things you didn't get wrong. And you have to just let yourself have a minute where you can be kind of proud of yourself or happy. You're not just relieved that you did something right, that you made somebody happy. And that's what I had this morning, just a little moment. Took a little moment out to be grateful that we got there in the nick of time. And we did. So... You know, I'm getting choked up and Jean-Luc would tell me, oh, cut that out. So I'm going to tell you a Jean-Luc joke because that's what he would do. And it would be about old people because that's what he would do. He's just perfect at the right joke at the right time. So this is a joke about this couple. They've been married for 62 years, which doesn't even seem like a long time to me right now. And uh, unfortunately, Bob's on his deathbed. There's his wife, Ethel. Bob looks up in her eyes and holds her hand and he goes, you've always been with me. You were with me when I broke my leg falling off the ladder. You were with me. You were with me in the car accident where I broke my arm. You were there with me when I had my first heart attack at 42, when I had my second heart attack at 62, and now this heart attack at 84 that's going to take me away from you just squeezed her hand really hard. She was like, why, Bob? Why are you squeezing my arm so hard? Bob looked at her and he goes, you know what, Ethel? You're a jinx. So, anyway, kind of a silly joke. Then there's this other one, because I know, I know I'm bombing. Okay, so this little boy goes running up to his grandfather, just out of breath, and he goes, granddad, granddad, I was just in the kitchen with, with grandma and my mom and they were talking and they were talking and 
Granddad, please, please, just, can you, can you make a sound like a frog? Can you do that? Uh, really fast, can you do it, Granddad? He's like, why do you want me to make a sound like a frog? And he said, because Grandma in the kitchen said, as soon as you croak, we're all going to Disneyland. So, anyway, it's a little crazy, but it's all I got. So, remember, we have to stay sane, and we have to put things on our calendar, right? Like uh, things in the future. And they can fall apart, but we need to think about them anyway. So, I did something. I did my New Year's resolution. I can't believe I almost forgot to tell you. Remember my belt loop on my robe that's been broken or needs to be sewn up for two and a half years? Okay, well, the other boat belt loop broke off because I tripped over it, which I always do because the belt is always hanging, right? Always tripping over it. Two and a half years of this. I couldn't seem to make myself get to this drawer that has my sewing kit that is just ridiculous looking. I mean, it's horrible, but it's got needles and threads. I did it today. It took all of three minutes to do both sides of this belt. And I just keep walking around. I'm not tripping. I've got both sides hanging equally down. I look normal. Like I look like a bag lady in a bathrobe, but I'm rocking it now. All I needed was that belt loop to be fixed. And I am, I'm not afraid to go to the front door now. I mean, this woman is wearing her belt now. Her belt is not wearing her. I mean, she's wearing her bathrobe. The bathrobe is not wearing her. I am looking good. You you fix a belt loop and you'd be surprised after two and a half years how great this feels. So my New Year's resolution is accomplished. I, I conquered it. I climbed Mount Olympus. I found my sewing kit. I threaded the needle, which actually took a long time because my eyeballs are still a little messed up. And I, I look great. I just, I mean, I'm bragging now, but I look great. My belt looks great. So miracles happen. Dreams come true. I'm, I'm just almost, I'm proud of myself. I have to say it. I'm proud of myself. I look fantastic. So, and I'm, and I am, I guess, proud of myself that I listened to David and we went all the way to Weatherford and we had that wonderful day, which in the beginning I thought Weatherford, four and a half hours each way. That's how my mind works. Ouch. My, my rear end's going to kill me. Just rose above it. Then the date became really complicated. We almost bailed and we didn't. I have David to thank for all that, but I actually got in the car. I woke up at like 6 a.m., got in the car and was part of this. I'm so glad I did this. Even nine years later, I'm just like so glad that she had that time. Just an absolutely amazing time. You should have seen her face. So when little things come your way, this is going to be my year of saying yes. Of course, no one's asked me to do anything because the pandemic's still here. But if anybody asks me to do anything in Anna's name for the entire year, I'm going to say yes because I said yes to Weatherford. And look what happened. It was great. 
I'm going to say yes to everything. I said yes to my belt loop and I look gorgeous. So anyway, stay sane. That's our job. And it's almost springtime, which is lovely in some parts of the country. But when you live in Texas, you're like, oh, no, (laughs) no, 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 100 degrees. But it's not springtime yet. And it's like balmy outside, like 70 degrees. It's so fabulous. I've got to get outdoors. I'm going to do it. I haven't done that in days, but I'm going to walk outside and look at the sun. It's another dream that I'm going to make it come true. Another, what is the word? Challenge. Yeah. So just stay sane. Just please. And um, I will be back. But don't forget Anna. And don't forget Weatherford. And the bow. Thanks. Bye-bye.